I'm Richard. And I'm Will. And together we're... The, the Irreverent, Irreverent Nerds! Nerds. Bum, bum, bum. Hey, fellow nerds. Richard, your host here with my co-host, Will Boyer. And our special guest this week, Zach Williams. So I've got hey, my two closest friends here. Zach and Will, Hi. we have known each other for over 10 years. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. We're, the three of us are going to be talking about Dragon Ball Z here in just a few minutes. So tune in for Walk that. the dragon. <laughs> yeah, we're going to wake the dragon uh, or the Goku. Rock it too. <laughs> or the Vegeta, as they told me how to pronounce this, Vegeta. We're <laughs> Have you watched this show? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I can't help but think of uh, Mrs. Doubtfire and Yuva Janaya. Uh, just a little bit. What? <laughs> no, no. You ain't right, these... son. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give these guys a little bit of a hard time, but mostly I'm just excited to uh, find out about something that's meaningful and, and important to both of them. Uh, so yeah, look for that. Uh, before we jump into that, though, we've got a little bit of podcast news to get to here so first of all uh we surpassed 200 downloads this past week which in podcast land is it's not a lot but you know like every little milestone when you're getting some off the ground is encouraging so thank you to all of you who have listened over these past few months um i think according to anchor it sounds like we have about 10 regular listeners like an audience of 10 that are tuning in more than once so to each of you 10 wonderful people. Thank you so much for, for tuning in. Uh, but we had more than a hundred individual uh, listeners who have who've tuned in, including someone from Hong Kong and someone from Germany. So if you guys are listening tonight, unfortunately, I don't know how to say hello or welcome in either language. So I'm just going to say welcome. <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in. So in other news, uh, we have a Facebook fan page now it is simply titled yes. the irreverent nerds uh, so if if you guys prefer Pat getting Pindley. on patent oh yeah <laughs> that's true that's true probably do need to copyright that Shh. um if you guys prefer facebook over instagram you can connect with us there now uh you can send us a message uh through the page there if you want to direct message us uh I believe over Facebook Messenger, you can send videos now as well. And since we will at least occasionally be doing video podcasts, not necessarily every episode, like we're going to do audio as our, our main gig, but from time to time, we probably will still do a video episode, but definitely audio messages. You can, you can send us, send us a message, drop us a line, uh, file a complaint, uh, whatever you'd like to do. Uh, we welcome the we're feedback. We're also working on, we're also working on carrier pigeons. <laughs> that's right that's right True. and uh of course they're going to talk with a new york accent when they they come and get your message um it's from a movie somewhere i can't remember what it's animaniacs Is it? oh yes you're right pinky pinky um wrong said, <laughs> well you know they were in the animaniacs remember it was it was a, a vignette within the Animaniacs episode was Pinky and the Brain. Then they had a spinoff where they had their own show. So 
Gotcha. Then they had good feathers. <laughs> good feathers? Good feathers. I'm not familiar with that one. You'll have to tell me about that sometime. Good. Okay. The mafia pigeons. <laughs> oh, the ma- oh, the mafia pigeons. Okay. It's been so long since I've seen Animaniacs. Anyway, uh, fellow nerds. I do like really so bad. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's what we do here. Um, so, yeah, we've got the Irreverent Nerds fan page. And then obviously, you can still connect with us on Instagram at irreverent underscore nerd and guys we really do want to build a community up here we've got dreams and goals for for how that's going to look long term but for now it's instagram facebook you can leave us the voice message at our anchor profile anchor.fm forward slash irreverent nerd we'd love to hear what you think hear your thoughts on any given topic if you know what's coming up and you want to possibly squeak in and get included in the episode uh, send us a message leading up to it uh or if you want to comment on a previous episode uh, and we'll as long as you don't use like really bad profanity, you know what I mean. You know, the F word's okay, but yeah. What? Certain... <laughs> Is there something worse than that? <laughs> uh, arguably, yes. Arguably, yes. I would say so. But, you know, as long as it's, you know, reasonably acceptable comment, you know, we will include it in a future episode. No dolphin squeaks from SpongeBob. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh. Oh. Those were good. That was good stuff back in the day as a kid. I always felt like I always felt like I was I was part of something I wasn't supposed to be part of. <laughs> I don't, how old are you? Is that? I, I grew up with Rin Sippy. <laughs> Beavis and yeah, I, was, I was right there after that generation. We're like, that's why Dragon Ball. When we get to Dragon Ball Z today, that's why it's such a big deal. It's like we didn't have anything that we weren't supposed to watch. You know, it just. <laughs> Some things felt like that. Like Rocco's Modern Life was one of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember I was probably too old for it when it came on, but I do remember hearing about it. Yeah. I have this theory that... I don't that... think your parents would have let you watch that. <laughs> probably not. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I would have, might have been a teenager at that point. So I'm, I'm a little older than both these guys, uh, if, if y'all don't know. But I have this theory that um, TV generations are like five years. You know what I mean? As opposed to like 30 years for like biological generations. I feel like TV generations are like five, five years. What do you guys think? Every five years is like, if you have a five-year age gap, it's like sometimes well, you didn't grow up watching the same cartoons, you know, sometimes, you know. Maybe. I think, but it's like changing also. Like the Gen Zers right now, they don't, they didn't watch any cartoons. True. Know? Wow. I hear that, but the ice cream truck is in my neighborhood. Ha. <laughs> I'm very We're tempted lose to. Uh, I know it's like I'm gonna run out there. Like, hey, hey I got my five dollars for your single scoop of ice cream. Oh man, I used to love the. I think it was uh, banana fudge pops, and they had this one in my neighborhood that was it was shaped like a baseball glove, but it was like banana fudge flavor. That thing was good. Wow, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. I just I missed that all in that. Too busy getting the TMNT head melting down the stage. Oh yeah, I remember those too. Yeah, did they still? No banana. Yeah, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle heads. Yep, yep. I wonder if they still have those. That'd be funny. This might be popular. So this might be kind of local to North Carolina where we're at, but my favorite cookout milkshake is the banana fudge. Nice. Mine is peach cobbler. Try that. Yeah, and we do, like, we're, 
I, li- I like to think that we are nerd talk, you know, with a, I don't know a better word than this local flair, local emphasis, local, you know, like we interviewed uh, a local comic book writer and editor last week, Dan Johnson, and hoping to do more of that. And uh, obviously Zach, you're local. Yep. Speaking of which, that's probably a good transition to my buddy Zach here. Uh, I have known Zach since 2010 and uh, like he initiated our friendship and we went on our first date uh, a few weeks after that. <laughs> As we like to say, our second date was five hours long and went into the wee hours in the morning. Uh, <laughs> and and no, I didn't, didn't even get any booty out of it. No, no, no booty call there. No. No, if I remember correct, we just talked about the Bible for five hours, <laughs> um, which we both thoroughly enjoyed. Like just talking about stuff that was important to us at that time, and just like, yeah. Anyway, so going on, dang, going on twelve years now. Uh, twelve years in July, I think. And uh, so, yeah. So, Zach, uh, tell our audience a little bit about yourself, uh, a little bit about your background, what you care about, what you're up to now, that kind of thing. Well. Uh, keep it short. I was born here in Winston-Salem. Uh, I love it. I love it here. Like the city of Winston-Salem has so many warm places and, and, you know, places that still kind of need to be, you know, redeemed in my mind a little bit, but um, I've loved it here. Um, and then so much so that I ended up starting a, um, a business here. Uh, I'm one of the owners of the struggle bus, which is a, um, a local coffee, mobile coffee and espresso um, unit um, here in, in Winston-Salem. Um, we make handcrafted espresso drinks. Um, this, what I'm drinking right now is an amaretto sweet cream cold brew um, made with oat milk. Um, oh, which I had like a cool bomb. glass. Oh yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Like I, I didn't like oat milk until, or excuse me, I didn't like uh, cold brew until I started making it, and I was like, oh everyone else is doing it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't understand. It didn't take, it takes water down. And then I realized in the process that like, like, you know, not to nerd out too much, but if I'm going to nerd out, this seems like I can say, yeah, man, this is the place to do it. Um, But like, if you, if you, when you brew coffee, your the the hot water and the steam is, is cooking the bean more, making it a little bit more bitter when you cold, you know, and it's like, like kind of brewing the flavor out of the bean where it's like kind of getting into the middle of that bean and saying, give me that flavor. And then it kind of bruises the flavor. That's where you get that, that bitter taste from. But cold brew, you kind of just drop the coffee in the water and just let it sit for 24 hours. Instead of like brewing the flavor out of it in five minutes, it's kind of massaging the flavor out over the course of 24 hours. Um, it is a lot less bitter. It's easier to like um, do all kinds of things with cold brew than than than. So anyway, I'm I just learned about cold brew like a year ago. I own a coffee shop and I just learned about cold brew. Right, I'm a loser, but um, now I love it. I drink it every day. So it's good, good stuff. Nice. Yeah, and I have so um, I have tasted some of their coffee offerings as well. And I can vouch for it. It's, it's good stuff. So, Hey, if you're listening and you're in the Winston Salem area, check out their Instagram. Is it at struggle bus? It's, it's at the struggle bus 21. 
on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, we thought about sort of Snapchat. It just hadn't happened yet. It's just too much, man. It's too much. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's mm. a lot to keep track of. Not, I feel like there's an age limit to Snapchat. No offense to you guys that are old and think you're still cool, but like, I feel like there's an age age gap to Snapchat. I'm just not there. Uh, yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. I think I got on briefly and had like two conversations. And that was about it. Yeah. So. Yep. 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 So that's what I do. I uh I make coffee and sell it and talk to people and you know hang out. Well, cool. Well, Zach, it's it's good to have you with us. And uh, one thing I did forget in our opening session here, I wanted to give a shout out to our first monthly sponsor for the Reverend Nerd Podcast, and that is Lars Desenza. He's the host of the Redshirt Geeks and Treknicity. So check him out on Instagram. Just look him up, Lars Desenza, at Redshirt Geeks, um, and then at Treknicity. Uh, they also have a YouTube page. They're on Twitch. So they talk talk about Star Trek. Uh, they live stream gaming, all that kinds of stuff. But Lars has very gen- been very generous. Uh, we did a cross promotion a couple weeks ago uh, with our two podcasts, our two platforms and uh he and i've just been talking back and forth and sharing tips on content creation and you know tech stuff you know all that so lars thank you so much and uh yeah guys go check out go check out his stuff online so shout out to lars and uh also something made you time to time when we do a, a video episode and uh not sure yet whether this one's going to get uploaded as video we're doing this over zoom because because of Will, Will's sick. You know, he he, uh, he, could, he couldn't control Sorry. it. It's his fault. <laughs> um, Shame on Will. See, you get to see her. You might get to see yeah, her. Yeah, me licking faces. toilets, <laughs> doing those TikTok TikTok challenges, licking those toilets. Yeah. Shame on you, Will. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense, actually. Oh, man. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me think of an Andy Griffith movie, which was also from North Carolina. Shout out! Um, but it was called No Time for Sergeants. This is an old classic. I think it's before. Either, I think it might have even been before his uh, the Andy Griffith show days. But he he was this kind of bumbling, lovable idiot character, similar to Gomer Pyle, like in this movie, and. Uh, he takes everything super seriously. He's in the military. I think it's supposed to be World War II. And he's like cleaning the latrines. And he's just like, he's wanted to do the best job you've ever seen cleaning the <laughs> latrines. But these latrines, it's like a whole row and all the seats somehow are connected. And I don't know why this is, but you have a, a foot pedal that you could push down and lift all the seats up at once. So his, his commanding officer comes in and he stands to attention and then he then he puts his foot on and lifts all the seats up to like double salute his commanding uh, officer. <laughs> it just made me think of that. Um, That's yeah. hilarious. I haven't seen that movie it's in a good. long time. But yeah, another North Carolina native. Shout out. But yeah, I think all three of us were born here in Winston-Salem, I believe. Like probably at the really? same hospital. Yeah, I was born here too, technically. Um, we moved when I was really young, so I don't remember Winston-Salem the first time around, um, but moved back about, dang, it's been 21 years ago now. Met you two losers along the way. So 
Yeah, nerds, we're nerds. That's right. Nerds. It's me, a loser. Irreverent nerds. It's me, a loser. <laughs> well, let's see. Well, I can't wait for you to start drinking, man. I'm going to be there for it. Uh, <laughs> Will doesn't need alcohol. He gets high on life or low on life. Maybe that's the problem. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> no. I have depression. So, I don't need. I don't need more things. <laughs> that's true. You don't, you don't. You don't need more. You don't need more downers. No more downers. Isn't there one type of alcohol? alcohol? I have mental health issues. Is it tequila? <laughs> is it tequila? That's an upper. I guess like the only alcohol that's I, an upper. No. What is it? Really? No alcohol. No alcohol is an upper. I didn't think so. I heard somebody told me that the other day. I was like, that doesn't really make sense. But I was like, <laughs> no, it doesn't. I didn't know. I didn't know that alcohols were downers or uppers. <laughs> yeah, generally Alcohol's speaking, downer, they're, they're except downer. for women. Um, it tends to make women. Uh, uh, never mind. I forget about the audience sometimes. <laughs> I mean, we we're do nerds. Have any... We don't know anything about women. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, the very first episode, I made a decision to let everybody know that I was a virgin until I got married. So you know, if that doesn't punch my nerd card, and I don't know what else would, but oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you get free. You get free nerd sandwiches at the Nerd Cafe. Yeah, yeah. Really? Are they good? <laughs> Let's go right now. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, we. Um, what's it gonna say? Anyway, let's get into our main topic. So we're here to talk awesome. about Dragon Ball Z. That's what this episode is about. So hey guys, I have never watched a full episode of Dragon Ball Z. I've seen clips. Obviously, I've heard of it. Where do I where do I start? I mean, do I start with the first episode? I mean, that would make sense. But like, what is the first episode? What what is Dragon Ball Z like? Because we might have a few listeners who are like, what is that? Or or maybe they well, have heard of it, but like me, didn't. Other than Goku, I think Goku was the only character name I knew until a couple days ago. Sorry if that revokes my nerd card in part but so no it just makes you extra nerdy (laughs) tell me about it guys well i'll let you all figure um, out who goes first you can hash it out well we'll i don't think so because nobody did except for like old heads really (laughs) well i jumped back in i jumped into dragon ball earlier uh in the last year and, and that really helped put things in context i mean i had previously 20 years ago watched up to the red ribbon army arc but but only just yeah. recently i finally got to piccolo damio and stuff and finish the whole thing yeah i think like so in the, in the okay so like if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna watch dragon ball z for entertainment value it's almost like you missed it because because it, it Taking it out of its age um, that it, that we found it in, you're not going to be able to experience it the same way. You know, Dragon Ball Z is great. Don't get me wrong. Like, the, there's a new movie coming out later this month. I think it's this month. It might be early next month. I can't, can't remember. Uh, my brother already has the tickets bought for us, and I've already paid for them. But cool. Yeah. So I just don't remember when the date is. But um, but the. The thing was, is like, man, we're, I mean, I was in middle school, late um, elementary school. Uh, we would get off the bus and we would come home and we'd go outside and play or we'd do our homework. 
then go outside and play. Then all the kids in the neighborhood, I lived in like a pretty like bigger neighborhood. All the kids in the neighborhood went home or to each other's houses at 4.30, I think it was, or 4 o'clock, can't remember, and, and watched Dragon Ball Z. You did not miss it. You did not miss it. You put your Game Boy down. You cut the PlayStation off. Like, you, nobody was jumping on trampoline. Nobody was playing football. The little girls were not outside jumping uh, hopscotch. Everybody went and watched Dragon Ball Z. And so, like, because if you didn't watch it, then you couldn't talk to anybody at school the next day. Because you're at the lunchroom, they're talking about Dragon Ball Z. You're, you know, going to class, you're talking about Dragon Ball Z. People got Dragon Ball Z lunch boxes. People got Dragon Ball Z book bags. Dragon Ball Z fresh kicks on their feet. Wearing shirts. Everybody had the coolest shirts for Dragon Ball Z. It was, a, I mean, for for, for um, Halloween, everybody dressed up as Dragon Ball Z characters. So, like, for you to start now, you would have to look at it the same way, like, you know, my 18-year-old brother would have to look at The Office. You have to understand it in the context of time <laughs> yeah. that it came out in. Because it's, it, it's not going to jump out to you and say, be amazing at first, first sight. You're going to, you know, there's, and it's not just nostalgia, but it is also nostalgia. You experience everything by what you're experiencing it, by the context you're experiencing it in. So like to talk about Dragon Ball Z and try to introduce you to it right now, you, it, it would be harder for you to get involved than it would be for Will to get more involved. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> <laughs> so well, you're talking I'm about sorry. richard specifically not you yes, in general yes. okay yeah richard specifically i'm sorry yeah yeah it'd be harder for richard to Let's like watch the thing richard <laughs> it'd be well it'd be harder for richard to watch the thing than for like it, it would be more likely that will would watch the new dragon ball super or finish dragon ball than it would be for you to pick it up and watch it richard you know what i mean yeah makes sense like so like so zach i know you went to, to public school a uh, majority of your your coming up years but will you spent most of your was most if not all of your uh school years were in private school was your experience yes, all was your experience as you were watching it was it different did you have one or two friends that that you could talk to about it um so i imagine that the cultural impact at your school might have been a little different with the dragon ball z by comparison yeah um yeah i want to talk about that uh right before we do that zach do you remember what year the english dub of dragon ball z first episode came on tv here in america i'm gonna say it was the late 90s but i can't remember right now it was it was on tsunami um yeah i now that's how i experienced it was on tsunami it was 1998 okay Um, 98 yeah, so it was. I was nine years old. Yeah, that was my first introduction. I saw the very first episode on Toonami, and I just couldn't remember if that was 98 or 99. Uh, I mean, I had a small group of friends, um, and I don't remember. I switched schools around 98, 99. I don't remember talking about Dragon Ball Z or anything in an association of my time at the elementary school uh i think it was just the high school junior high i uh transferred to but 
Um, I don't remember. Uh, maybe it was just because I had only that small group of friends I was friends with. Uh, uh, basically, just two friends in the high school was basically all I had. And then I had outside of the high school, I had two other friends and and uh, shout out to them. Uh, uh, my uh, three closest friends uh, were from the elementary school. One of them followed me to high school and I met a new friend. But so I think out of that group of me plus those four people, I think me and three of them might have like, yeah, I think we all, I, th I think four of us out of the five like Dragon Ball Z. And um, I don't remember Dragon Ball Z being, I, I think I was older than you, Zach, at the time. Because I was in about ninth grade, I think, when Dragon Ball Z came out. Uh, so I was about, yeah, like you said the other day, 14. Um, I, I kind of remember Pokemon being a bigger deal among my peers than Dragon Ball Z was. But, but yeah, we enjoyed it. I don't really remember a lot of conversations about it, except we, uh, <laughs> I tried to get everybody into this tabletop Dragon Ball Z game. Uh, didn't pan out. I, play, I ended up playing it by myself. It was like Dungeons and Dragons, except with Goku. <laughs> but yeah. I would be interested in playing that with you. You guys, you guys should get a retro oh, copy. I might still have it. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. If I don't have it, Goodwill has it somewhere. <laughs> Game night. We can live stream it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Uh, uh, one of you can explain the math to me. I never figured it out. <laughs> the math of character stats. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Right. So, right. if you were going to start Dragon Ball Z, Richard, mm -hmm. I would say you would start with friends and watching it with some friends. I would not. Yeah. I mean, friends that, that really enjoyed it. Like, yeah, like if, say if the three of us sat down and watched mm -hmm. a couple episodes sometime. Yeah, that would be fun, actually. I would enjoy that. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I'm cool with that. You guys are yeah, uh, more than welcome to come up here on the big screen and uh, we can we can jam out. Yeah, that'd be fun. Dragon Ball Z. That'd be fun. Uh, I, I, so at different points in my life, I've, um, I've watched Dragon Ball Z during major transition points. So I just got married two and a half months ago. Shout out to marriage. Congrats. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 would do it again. I'll drink that. But I had to, it was, it was a little difficult. So I had to watch some Dragon Ball Z to kind of get through it. The first little bit. Tough. Yeah. Yes, I'm coming up on my seven year anniversary here uh, next week, actually. So yeah, but yeah, that, April, that initial, 24th. that initial transition is May 24th. Tough. May 23rd. Yeah. May 23rd. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That It, it was rough, man. You know, because we, you know, we, we did the, the Christian thing and, and didn't live together until after we got married. And then, um, you know, we, you know, it was both, both of us was the first, first person we ever lived with after we, you know, of the opposite sex. And so it was, uh, it was a little, a little getting used to there. You know, um, 
So. First year is always the hardest. First year is the hardest. <laughs> I'm sorry. So back to Dragon Ball Z. Will, did you have a favorite character growing up? Or do you have yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, obviously Goku, but past that, uh, it's it's jumped between characters. I liked Krillin for a while. Piccolo was a favorite. I remember specifically going out of my way to get make sure I got the uh, Piccolo, uh, gold Piccolo uh, plastic statue from Burger King. You remember that? Oh, from Burger King. Oh, yeah. man, I completely yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, Steve yes. and me, I gave all my stuff to man. Goodwill when I got married. But Oh, no. I, I know how much that's worth now. That's crazy. I'll never know. <laughs> so I have a question for you guys. What the fuck is a Saiyan? I slap you for fire. <laughs> slap my evil French tongue. Oh my gosh, Richard. Disrespect <laughs> a Saiyan. Well, that's what we are. We're ever reverent. <laughs> well, I said Saiyan oh, yesterday when when we were talking about it and Zach corrected me. It's it's Saiyan, at least in America it's pronounced. Saiyan. <laughs> Yeah. I, was, I was thinking I was thinking I was thinking of it in like a Japanese accent like Saigon. Really? That that's how I, I thought was, like and I was also correct? I was reading on well I was reading on Wikipedia so I was like looking at how they pronounced it or how they like spell it says Saiyajin uh is, I thought you were just bought a Toyota. <laughs> Toyota. Well, I don't know that sounds more correct than Bruce earlier. Ryan. By the way, uh, sign, if, huh? any, if anyone is listening who's of uh, Japanese descent, apologies for the I accent. I, I know it's I know it's bad. Uh, I mean, no offense. Truly, yeah. I don't. Because we Not we love you. we love all things Japanese culture. Uh, Will especially the Japanese culture you. nerd. But uh, we love you long time. We're... Yes, that's terrible. You guys, you guys come out with good stuff like Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, so, I want to go to Japan. That would be cool. Would I would love mean? to go there too. Yeah. You ask what well, I say. I don't have the money to come back. <laughs> All right. Yes, yeah. I, I asked what what is a saying, and how how is that relevant to Dragon Ball Z? Well, Zach, how about I give a quick preface and you answer the rest of the question? Is that cool? Yes, preface away, my friend. <laughs> well, um, the concept of Goku, the Monkey Boy, was based on Journey to the West uh, and the Monkey King. But within the... Uh, Akira Toriyama took it from there and eventually revealed Goku's race many uh, chapters or seasons into Dragon Ball when it officially transitioned into the Dragon Ball Z series and Saiyans are... That's your cue, Zach. <laughs> Did I confuse you? I, I was thinking. I was looking. Does does Akira Toriyama make anything else? I'm so I was just I was just googling. I don't, I don't know if he's does if he he's involved out? in any other writing or anything, but I know that he's like very much hands on. The only Dragon Ball like content. Oh creator. yeah. So and I, I mean, not other people have, and they've really. I mean, and Dragon Ball Z is not like the whole Dragon Ball saga is not something that's like very well thought out. Akira Toriyama will like clearly forget stuff over and over and over again. Like, like 
Goku and Vegeta can't grow hair. Sometimes they just have, like, in, in Dragon Ball Super, there's a scene with them having beards. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like he forgets stuff. And, and, but, like, when he's not involved, it, the plot line really goes downhill, except for with one, and that was with the, uh, the, uh, the Goku Black Saga and Dragon Ball Super, which you haven't seen yet, Will. And I'm telling you, right, brother, so that's, that's a good series. Is that not in the manga? Is that not Akira Toriyama's mm. creation? I know about Goku Black. I haven't seen it um, yet. It, it, it is in the manga. I believe it's in the manga. I'm, I'm looking right now. I'm, I'm, um, yeah, it's in the manga, uh, but like, okay. there's a few things that take place in that saga where, um, where it's not, it's not um, cohesive. And it's also moves away from the traditional like perspective with Dragon Ball Z. So like he explores PTSD with Trunks. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That doesn't sound so, very Toriyama like. Yeah, it's it's a little less kiddy and playful, and a little more, like, yeah, a lot more at stake. Um, so, so who is? Oh, okay, I see. So the manga series was the one created by Toriyama. But I'm seeing here the TV show itself was written by Takao Koyama, directed by oh, yeah. Daisuke Nisho. But did they, um, in each episode, did they give Toriyama credit, like, you know, based on the manga created by such and such? Or I don't, I don't remember seeing that as a kid. But the manga and the and the series are usually pretty close. Uh, it's not a whole yeah. lot of distance between them, so. Yeah, so the other guy is probably more uh, the one who adapted, or maybe they just worked in partnership. Yeah, my my nerddom is is surrounding the plot line and the character development. Um, no, that's I'm cool. less on the cool. behind the scenes side. I think we we got off we got distracted a bit there. You guys were yeah. Tell what a what a Saiyan is so. So yeah, and then maybe if you want you could talk a bit about the Saiyan saga as well. Well, uh, I can, I can do that for just a second. So uh, as Will was saying, they conclude the Dragon Ball series uh, and we start Dragon Ball Z, which is where most of us found our love for the characters in the story first. Um, That's when it gets good. Yes. Dragon Ball is not bad, but it's, it's basically a long introduction. Uh, And so you meet uh, Goku and he now has a son. He's got a wife. And he's happy and everything's go lucky. And, and um, he goes to uh, meet with his martial arts master, Roshi, who is uh, legitimately like a sexual predator. Just going to be honest, throw it out there. Should probably either one day get like written off the show or uh, some kind of eternal justice besides getting slapped. But, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand how Master Roshi hasn't gotten me tooed yet, but um, because he has Japan, <laughs> I guess that's it makes me uncomfortable as an adult man watching. So anyway, so uh, Master Roshi yeah, that's true. is having like a birthday party or something. I don't know what he's doing. I can't remember exactly. And they um, they're all there, kind of hanging out, and all of a sudden Goku's older brother from a different universe or a different uh, planet just shows up and like basically no, he just existed. 
cleans house and knocks everybody the fuck out, just completely cleans house and takes Goku's son Gohan and says, I'm going to teach him to be a real warrior because you have taught him to be like, I don't know, not nice. strong. Yeah. So, so this is, he's a this is boy. Uh, Reddit's, correct? Yep. Reddit's. Yep. So Reddit's, Reddit's in explains to us. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That is uh, Akira Toriyama likes it. Yeah. Name had a you know anyway about vegetables. Everyone's but, named after food and stuff. <laughs> Goku, Vegeta. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, uh, yes, rice uh, and vegetable. Just so our audience knows, we're we're recording this via Zoom, so same thing as with Dan Johnson last week. We have twenty minute segments, so we got about thirty seconds here, and we're gonna stop this, and then we'll pick it back up in a few minutes. In fact, I'll just go ahead and pause there, and then uh, we'll be right back after these messages. Dick here, asking for your help. I am on the hunt for two suspects. They call themselves the Irreverent Nerds, and they are accused of creating an inappropriately entertaining podcast. And they had fun doing it. If there's anything I hate, it's fun. So, will you help me locate these criminals? Their last known locations were www.anchor.fm forward slash irreverent nerd at irreverent underscore nerd on Instagram and the irreverent nerds fan page on Facebook if you find them give me a call trust me they won't escape from me All right, we're back, and I think we were getting up to you guys telling me what a Saiyan is, and I think we were talking about Reddits uh, when we stopped. I think we're yeah, leading up Reddits. to it. Yeah, you yeah, talk- so I mentioned them, so, so like, you know, so they're at Master Roshi's little island, which, by the way, this, this old man who can't fly rides <laughs> this old turtle across the ocean to get to the grocery store like <laughs> like the plot hole there just doesn't make sense the island is literally the size of my living room i mean i don't and so like they're having a birthday party on it and you know raditz just shows up and cleans house i mean like uh i mean this dude i mean apparently he got picked on a lot growing up so like he needed a win because he just beat everybody <laughs> So he uh, he kidnaps Goku's son Gohan, goes back, and then all of a sudden, uh, Goku. Oh, I didn't even introduce Piccolo. There's this green guy with pointy ears and long fingernails named Piccolo. I'm telling you, he wears like a, a turban and then like linebacker like shoulder pads. It doesn't make any sense at all. And and They're at no training. point, yes. But at no point at all, in any point in the series, have we been told why he's green. I don't even think the characters acknowledge that he's green. <laughs> what? And throughout all of Dragon Ball, I, I don't think they even acknowledge that he's green. And then, like, I didn't watch Dragon Ball first, so all of a sudden, there's this green guy there, and I'm like... <laughs> and they're not yeah, you know, I'm looking at a picture right now. That's the context. Now, yeah. That's the context Dragon Ball gives us that we're missing. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a goblin. Yeah, so here comes the green goblin. 
Um, <laughs> and, you know, and literally. And Goku in this orange gi is like, yo, let's go. I need your help. And like everybody's like, I can't believe you're getting help from Piccolo. He tried to enslave the world. And Goku's like, I need all the help I can get because I'm a good guy. Piccolo's going to be a good guy too. I believe in forgiveness <laughs> from, yes, from your genocide. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, like Goku was so basic. I'm telling you, bro, like the whole series, you'll find out Goku very Got rarely dropped on his head. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, if Goku Literally. had a Tinder profile, it would say, I like to eat, I like to work out, and there would probably be nothing but pictures of him fishing. Like, what are uh-huh. question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah. How did Gohan even happen? <laughs> That's a, they talk about that in Super, actually, at one point, but. Really? Uh, yeah, because, because. Uh, there's some feedback hey, coming through. Yeah, Will, your your mic's giving some feedback there. I think it's just banging up against something. Yeah, that's that's better. Yeah. So at one point, um, you know, they're they're it's in Go Flu Black series, and um, Future Trunks gets kissed by uh, Mai, May, Mai, 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 and um, and Goku's like, "Why did you put your lips on hers like that? That doesn't make any sense." And Vegeta says, you don't know what a kiss is? You have two sons and you don't know what a kiss is? And Goku's like, no, what's a kiss? <laughs> so, hey, hey, Will, I think I think we lost your audio there. Yeah, like, check and see if you're muted. Maybe mute and unmute. I don't know what happened. Did it, did it unplug from your phone? Sorry, guys. Technical difficulties here. We're back. You're back on, Will. Yeah, I'm hearing something. Am I back? Yeah, there we go. I don't know. Why I don't know. These are refurbished headsets. Maybe they're no good. Yeah, he, he got a new gaming headset. So it looks cool. Looks uh reminds me of Airwolf. I don't. That might be before y'all's time. But uh, the show, show I watched as a kid. You should Google it. I'm rocking the old AirPod. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I've seen that. I've got I've got my uh red blue yeti here. So Yeah, why it's red anyway. I don't know. So Goku and his arch enemy, the bad the big bad guy from the previous series Dragon Ball. I mean, the whole series is the, basically culminates with Piccolo being the worst person on the planet. I so, will I will inject one thing here just based on what I read on Wikipedia and what we talked about a little bit yesterday in our or um, prep, um, Goku, or maybe you're getting up to that. Are you getting up to how Goku came to Earth? Are you getting up to that? Well, I mean, we can talk about that. It, it, so, Raditz tells us that 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 his, his planet was that their planet was destroyed by an asteroid, right? And planet Vegeta was destroyed by an asteroid. But what they did was they were in, interstellar planet traders. So Saiyans were people who would go and, um, by the way, my wife's home. So if you hear anything, that's her, her coming in the door. But uh, Saiyans were interplanetary, like, you know, world traders or interstellar world traders. So they, they would constantly um, um, go and, and, and wipe out an entire population 
by becoming big monkeys in the moonlight and wipe yeah, out the entire population. Wikipedia said create ape, like which there there is a distinction. So which is it? I guess like do they look I like mean, they Kong? The, do they look like Kong, or do they, or do they actually Kong. call themselves monkeys in the show? Uh, oh. it's both. Both. Okay. Yeah, they call it Uzaru, and then Frieza calls them the big monkeys. Ah, uh, okay, so, okay. Uh, Biologist, just so, plug yours for a minute. Sorry, in uh, zoology, those are two very different things. So it is a cartoon. <laughs> hey, this this. I, <laughs> This is a nerd show, so you know we can. The reverent nerd show. <laughs> we can nerd out. We can nerd out about many different things. Like, is it? There are two different types of primates. There's monkeys and there's apes. And then there's spacemen who have tails. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Spacemen. So, oh yeah, that's right. Doesn't uh, somebody's tail gets off? It's cut off at some point. I remember reading that yes, in my yes, research. Yes. Quite a few of them. <laughs> Quite a few of them. Like all of if them. You huh? If you guys want me to give like a breakdown of the whole saga, like the whole series, <laughs> we, we're we like in be, the first we, three episodes. Yeah, we might be here a while if we do that. Yeah. So like let me just speed it up a little bit. So so because Raditz is like he's he doesn't show up again after the first few episodes. Um so uh Raditz tells Goku that he's an alien and he was sent here to enslave the planet, but he's one of the weakers, weaker of his of his people. So uh, so he's going to take Gohan because Goku fell on his head as a kid and turned into a good guy. So he's going to take Gohan since Gohan's um, still has hope of becoming a strong and powerful Saiyan warrior, so, oh, which is Goku's son. If only you know that had happened to Hitler. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. Actually, Brain Hitler damn. makes a Hitler makes an appearance in Dragon Ball Z. Does he really? <laughs> yes, sir. I forgot about movies. that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> wasn't that a dragon ball movie or is that a dragon ball z movie uh, it might have been a dragon ball movie but it was dragon ball i'm pretty it, sure i know for sure dragon ball z it was um fusion reborn because like hell really messes i haven't up seen that like, one yeah so hell messes up and um like all the guys get re brought back to life and all the bad guys in hell and so hitler comes back yes. with his army yeah, and and Goten and Go and Trunks go Super Saiyan to beat him, and, and you know they're blonde hair, blue eyed kids, and he's like, "This is." And he says it like I can't remember exactly what he says, but he's like, "This is ironic that I'm being beat by two of the master race, basically." Because you know, oh Hitler, my gosh, this is uh, real. He's, on, he's, like, <laughs> yeah, that, he's like, I'm yeah. being beat by two aliens. Yes, yes I think that's what <laughs> oh he says. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I have I, to see this. I don't know. I have to see oh. this now. Yeah, it's, but it's yes, hell, hell is real in this series, Richard. Is it really? Do yeah, they, we like to call it Heffel. Heffel. Home for huh? Infinite Losers. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's an amusement park, really. No. <laughs> so, um, Run by Sideshow Bob. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> let, me, let me finish up. So, so, Two demons in Bermuda shorts. <laughs> Sounds about so, right. It is ran by demons of mutual anyway, So, <laughs> uh, that's yeah. hilarious. So ogres, technically, but ogres. Um, okay. So the that's a yokai. The series kind of oh, yes. kicks off. The series kind of kicks off with Piccolo has to kill Goku and his brother Raditz while Goku holds him, and Vegeta shoots through their chest and kills. Him. 
And as in his last breath, Raditz says, uh, you find out that the thing that he's been wearing on his eye this whole time is also a communicating device. And he's communicating with two other very powerful Saiyan warriors about these things called Dragon Balls. And as Goku's dying, everybody's like, oh no, Goku's dying. He's the best thing that's ever happened to us. They're like, it's okay. We'll wish him back with Dragon Balls. They're like, what's a Dragon Ball? They're like, well, Dragon Ball is something that can you can grant any wish you want. So these Saiyan warriors are going to come and wish for immortality. Yeah, and these are not, just for clarification, these are not dragon testicles. <laughs> They're wish orbs. <laughs> <laughs> wish orbs. <laughs> yes. So that is the, the catalyst for the rest of the series. So um, really, if if that had not happened in that one, like that one part where now everyone wants the Dragon Balls. The first, like, I don't know, four years of Dragon Ball Z wouldn't have even taken place. Um, the original I mean, series wouldn't, wouldn't have happened. Yes. Well, yes. So um, so then, you, you know, Goku, he goes and he trains with a god called King Kai. And becomes a great martial artist. And um, he, he's wished back to life just in time to go and confront the other two Saiyan warriors, but only after they killed a lot of his friends. Um, So uh, the Earthlings finally win against the the evil aliens, uh, and but they let one of the aliens go, and now you find out that that alien, that Vegeta, has a boss named Frieza. And he's, since he can't get the Earth Dragon Balls because they kill Piccolo, they're going to go to Namek. They're going to go to another planet to get more Dragon Balls. But the Earthlings want to wish their friends back. So they, for some reason, send a six-year-old and Krillin, <laughs> a little bald guy, through space with, with, a, with an 18-year-old girl uh, to, to find the Namekian Dragon Balls. And that is weird. So we must ask Space Dragon Jesus to bring our friends back to life. Mm-hmm. So they get the to Namek, which crew. is, which is uh, inhabited by a bunch of green piccolos. Uh, yes. uh, and there they meet Frieza. And this is where the series actually gets really good. Uh, I think almost everyone I would ask would say that Frieza is um, the best, the best arc in the show. Oh yeah. And Kara Toriyama meant for the whole series to end with this arc, but his uh, publisher mm-hmm. wouldn't let him. Too much money involved. so good. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, so the Frieza saga was so popular and so well done. Like, with, but the only, my only complaint I've ever had with the whole series is I felt like Vegeta should have been the one to kill Frieza. Not Goku, but go. Then you find out, go. You know, Vegeta's son kills Frieza, which is okay. It works, but uh, but anyway. So the Frieza saga introduces us to Frieza Gohan growing up. So you got this kid. We're all kids when we started watching it, so we all kind of relate to Gohan. Um, he's like the, the 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 person with whom the the series kind of sees through his eyes, um, up to a point, and. Uh, so Gohan is, 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 grows up a little bit. You see him kind of wrestling with the evils of other people and how it affects him. Uh, then you have real stakes. It's like they, they have to get their friends back. It's like, how are they going to do that? How are they going to avoid 
these powers, these people that are just so much stronger than them. Like Frieza is just on a different level to where they, when they feel his energy, they freeze up, they can't move. So like, how do, what do they do to overcome this? I mean, uh, I mean, they're literally like nothing but like bugs on this planet that's not even theirs. And you got this six-year-old kid, the Krillin, I don't know how old he is. He's got to be in his early 20s, late, late teens, um, you know, and then Bulma there. And they got to deal with Vegeta, who's angry at them and ready to kill them as soon as he sees them. They got to deal with Frieza, who's infinitely more t- powerful than Vegeta. You know, and it just felt like, for, from from my perspective as a kid, this show has stakes. It's not like Hey Arnold. No offense, Hey Arnold or <laughs> Great shows, but they don't have stakes. You know, you're not wondering if this is the only last time you see this character. Well, yeah, those, at the same those... time, they have Dragon Balls, so oh, they can just bring them back. <laughs> yeah, but it looks like rules, Freeze is going to but... get the Dragon Balls. Um, and so then, then. Um, Goku shows up, but like one of the most brutal scenes in Dragon Ball Z history was when Raccoon snaps Gohan's neck with a knee to the face, and like that's when Goku shows up right after that happens. It's like, really, bro? Like, that's that's crazy. Like, you're just gonna show up now after your son got his neck snapped. He shows up with sensu beans and heals his son with them. Oh, just, okay, I forgot. You know. Yeah, and then Goku goes all out, beats the Ginyu Force, and you know, bad guys um yeah anyway so goku shows up save the day but the ultimate showdown goku versus frieza i mean i remember as a kid just like when 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 gohan and krillin are fighting the ginyu force it was like seven episodes long because you know dragon ball z had this notorious where they would just do this bah! for yeah episodes straight oh, tell me we're about to talk about the frieza power up <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah we're getting there we're getting there we're getting there <laughs> which was epic like, I, like the balls on somebody to write that into a series and think kids are going to like it. They literally stared at each other and screamed for three episodes straight. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, Richard, I got an idea for you, man. We're gonna we're gonna stand in an alien planet and we're gonna scream at each other for an hour and a half straight. Back each other up before we fight for three episodes. <laughs> and kids are gonna and we're, kids are gonna line up to watch it. Love it. I mean, you would fire me if I told you that was the plan. Like, <laughs> I would yeah, fire that's... you if you came to me with that plan. Like, all right. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's about as, uh, oh my goodness. I was just thinking of like bad decisions in cartoon history. Two stupid dogs comes to mind from. Uh... Oh my, no, that's worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like three episodes of. <gasps> yeah. So anyway. Back to the, the the thing. So they um so so Goku and Frieza's overhyped, overhyped, overhyped. Frieza keeps fighting against Gohan and Piccolo shows up and Vegeta and Krillin. Uh and then randomly, uh right as right as every every time that they have Frieza trapped, he transforms. Like all oh, they finally caught up to Frieza, they got him. And he transforms. So then they show up and, and they, they start fighting him again and they catch up to him and then he freaking transforms again. But now he's way stronger than them. So so like there's no way they can catch up. And then he transforms again just to fucking rub it in. I mean like <laughs> that's crazy. Then 
as he's killing Vegeta, Goku wakes up and shows up just in time to hear Vegeta, this proud warrior who served faithfully under, under Frieza for so long, comes to find out that it wasn't an asteroid that blew up Vegeta's planet. So Vegeta comes to find out was actually the prince of, of the planet Vegeta. Uh, and his dad was, was the boss, the king. And they were subservient to Frieza. But Frieza, fearing the power of the Saiyans, decided to blow the whole planet up. And as a joke that everyone was in on except for Vegeta, didn't tell Vegeta. Instead told him that it was an asteroid. So everyone in the entire like empire, Frieza, you know, the Frieza force knew that Frieza blew up planet Vegeta except for Vegeta himself. And so like he has to, you know, deal with that and he's telling Goku about it and telling Goku kill this guy for me and, and Vegeta's final dying breath is um, t- begging Goku to kill Frieza can, can I say something right quick it's really weird I've been binging Dragon Ball Super and they changed the canon just a little bit apparently Lord Beerus instructed Frieza to destroy planet Vegeta before he went to, back to sleep Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that retro canon changing? You know, man, I, I'm a big fan of Dragon Ball Super in a lot of ways, but they fucked up, in my opinion. The way <laughs> they changed the way they changed the um, the the history there with like, because like, man, like the Bardock series that they posted with Goku. Oh Star, yeah, yeah, that was so good. It was so good. Yeah, like, that was good. Like, I'm not big into fan fiction, but even I found fan fiction about Barda after that came out, like, that built on that. And they just completely rewrote it like it was nothing. It's almost like as bad as, like, Disney did Star Wars. It's, like, horrible, but not at the same level as Disney did Star Wars because that yeah. was, like, you know, pretty bad. But but the way that they did um, that series where they just threw it all away, just, um, it wasn't fun to, like, be a part of you know what i mean it, it just didn't it didn't jive it didn't let's see how do i say this it's like we've come to care about these characters and we know their background like the new the new broly movie it was some cool fight scenes i didn't like it i didn't like the movie man like the original broly movie is the best dragon yeah. Z movie ever made you know so I haven't so, seen the new one. I'll, I'll look. I'll look out for that if I get a chance to catch it. It's a couple years old. I think it came out in 2019. I think not 100 percent sure. Um, but yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stoke the uh, stoke a little bit of controversy here, or or give you guys a chance to dun, vent, dun, perhaps. Dun. What? Uh, did either of you bother to see the live action Dragon Ball Z movie that came out? Was it five, six years Gosh ago? Darn and, it, Richard. Gosh darn it. <laughs> and if so, what did you think and how angry did you get? Uh, I think I watched back through that recently, to be honest, just because I could, or, or at least did a video on it. Uh, well, Akira Toriyama himself said, I guess it's in the multiverse somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was terrible. It was terrible. Uh, they don't understand Goku. Uh, 
now that I'm older, I think that sure, why not? You can change it, but uh, make it something more believe- believable for live action. But that wasn't it. That was not it. They could have done it was better. Very bad. It was very bad. And very bad. It was. No. But, was it? I mean, was it like M Night Shyamalan's The Last Airbender bad, or was it worse than that? It was way worse. worse. Wish <laughs> like that is pretty bad. Shut your mouth. <laughs> so like the the entertainment value of it is, is is like all right. If you go into it and you're thinking, okay, so Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad, literally Captain uh, Captain Cook himself, is playing Goku, one of the most beloved superheroes of all time, right? It already puts a bad taste in your mouth. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like it's like wine that's been left open for three days straight. It's just sour. <laughs> you know? yeah, he showed he showed up on Westworld, uh, the show that I like. He was on there for I think yeah. for a whole season. Anyway, side note. So Jesse Pinkman is playing Goku. Um, it's extremely it? whitewashed. Um, it's just I don't know, man. It, Very. I, I would rather we not talk about the Dragon Ball series, but we can talk about it. <laughs> that, let's that not talk about evolution. So well, let's uh, yeah, let's get in let's get into a different uh, controversial topic, one that's more related to Dragon Ball Z. Um, dub versus like English dub versus English sub. And you guys are on different sides of this, so uh, I'm looking for fight, fight, no. Yeah. Well, a, uh, I do I like, like the English voices. Yeah. I do like the English voices. I agree with Zach about it was a woman that voiced child Goku in the original series, so in the Japanese Dragon Ball Z, they just kept her on. Maybe she just changed her voice a little bit, but she it was still high-pitched woman kind of sound, I guess. Yeah, um, but I don't like the censoring. That's that's my only thing. They chop the story up for censor reasons, and and you just miss a lot. You miss certain things. I don't mind them chopping out uh, Master Roshi's being a pervert, but there <laughs> there are some things that bother me. Like oh, we can't see rat raditz hit Gohan. We we just have to assume it happened. Stuff like that. But eventually, censoring. I think the censoring goes away by the. Uh, Android saga or something for the most part. So when they did the English dub for American television, they they cut certain things out to give it what, what, like a Y7 rating or something like Something like that. There was nudity in the original Dragon Ball. It was a comedy, you know, more than an action, I think. But Zach, uh, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I never saw it any other way. I mean, I, my, my birth into the Dragon Ball universe happened with, you know, as a kid. And I remember they, they would say cuss words. Um, and I was just like, man, I'm not supposed to be watching this. Like, crazy. <laughs> you know, and like, you know, and like it, it wasn't for me, it wasn't a, I didn't notice anything different. So I've never seen the sub. I tried. I watched a movie with, with, with sub one time and it's like, I was just like, man, there's a fucking woman screaming into the fucking machine. <laughs> Every time Goku, I just couldn't get into it. So I was like, I'm just, I'm just, and, and it's the only movie that I haven't watched from Dragon Ball Z. And it was, uh, 
Uh, Dead Zone. That's the only one I haven't watched because it's because I didn't find an English dubbed version of it. It was oh, I've the seen Japanese sub. Yeah, I would like to. I mean, I I just I realized that today I was ranking the movies and I realized that I had never seen. By the way, Zach Zach does love women. Just so you know, like he he's not prejudiced against women just because he Prejudice. got angry, you know, about an old woman voicing Goku. Just so cancel you know. culture. <laughs> women must not don't, voice men. Don't can't yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's appropriate. Indians must be voiced by Indians. <laughs> no. Yeah, I would say that nerds. Indian... Nerds must yeah, play we... nerds. <laughs> Yeah, we had uh, Will and I. There's no jumped, such thing as acting. <laughs> jumped on a on a Simpsons soapbox the other week. Um, like well, the, so char- the character Apu got canceled. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just being silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I would just clarify that I grew up watching Goku, who didn't have exactly a super masculine voice, but when he's when he talked, it was a dude talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. And yes. then like, oh. <laughs> and then like. You know, he had like a, a not. It wasn't like Nick Nolte up there, like. Argh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like uh, you know, you can see rocks falling out of his mouth while he's talking. But like, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, but like yeah. it was, it was like a a pretty strong masculine voice. Not that women can't have strong masculine voices. You know, my wife does whenever she's demanding. <laughs> uh, but. <laughs> Take the trash out. Yeah, <laughs> but I would say that that the you know it was very surprised. I was just like that. That's a woman, and, and like she she like she screamed, and I'm like, I can't watch this. No. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, and he's just like saying hey to his son, like, <laughs> and I don't know the language, mm. so it made it even worse. I'm just like, I can't watch this, man. I can't watch it. So I, <laughs> so I cut it off, and I've never tried to watch Dead Zone again. So, whatever. Maybe I'm just not a purist, but I don't think I've ever watched a um, a foreign cartoon with subtitles. Now that I think about it, I've watched live action films with subtitles, like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, for instance. You know, my stuff like that. Like I do, I do like hearing the original actors' voices, and obviously it syncs up better. But not just you know, like with their mouths moving and everything, but more of like the inflection, like you hear the emotion in their voice. So the original actor, so that matches up too. But I, I don't think I've like, I watched Hell's was it Hell's moving castle, uh, but they did an excellent job with the dubbing on that. Like you, yeah, they did. You could, you could barely tell. Um, Ghibli um, studios is a uh, high quality. <laughs> yeah. I think Christian Bale even did one of the voices of memory. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, guys, we got about uh, ten minutes left. So let's. Are see. we doing a part three, or is this it? I think we'll cut it off here. Like, um, okay, keep it to about forty minutes. I, th- I think that's don't want to go too long. We still have our Japan jaunt and sci-fi focus segments uh, coming true, up after true. this. So, um, I guess you guys have kind of reflected on this and and conveyed this in different ways over the course of the conversation, but Zach, something you mentioned just in us kind of prepping and talking about this is um, this was like, as a kid growing up, this was the first TV series you ever felt an emotional connection with. Um, Mm -hmm. You want to share a little bit about that? Like just what it meant to you? Like, was this, 
this is something I think you said you and your brother watch together all the time, if, if I'm right, yep. right? Yep, yep. Yeah, so for me personally, I, I can't, this is where I can't really speak to other people, but I mean, growing up, I mean, my, my life was, there's some feedback there, um, but my life was a little different, um, you know, I think than, than most of my friends, you know, I, I, you know, split, split household, you know, my mom worked two jobs, um, you know, but like nothing really jumped out as a safe place for me or, and my brother until Dragon Ball Z. Uh, yeah, there you go. Mute that. So, uh, there was, there was never really anything that kind of like, you know, gave us freedom from where we were at or what we were, uh, um, where we were experiencing, um, hard places in life where our mom wouldn't, you know, would be out working really late or, or whatnot. And, and, you know, we had to figure out ways to, to like eat and survive and get groceries somehow. We're nine, 10, 11, 12 years old, you know, um, and so Dragon Ball Z was a big deal to us then. Um, and then it gave me and my brother something to just kind of take our mind off of stuff. And that's why I think like, even to this day, it means that to me, um, where I, I'll rewatch the series whenever I'm in the middle of something hard, because it reminds me that, you know, I've, I've been through something hard and I'm on the other side of that now. Um, and so um, and I think everybody has those stories. I mean, I don't even think Dragon Ball Z is the greatest show ever made. In my opinion, the greatest TV show ever made was House MD. I'm telling you, that dude had the sickest comebacks, bro. I'm telling you, he was harsh. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, it's a good show. Good show. It was. It was. I wish it'd come back, man. And it ended so perfectly. Uh, but anyway, so the. Uh, the characters from Dragon Ball Z, you know, almost every single main character besides Goku was a bad guy at some point and became good from Tien, Piccolo, Vegeta, even Krillin was a rival of Goku's. Yamcha was a bandit who tried to rob Goku. Um, you know, eventually even in Super, Frieza comes around um, and, and, and works works on the side of good. He's not a good guy, but he's beginning that redemption process, so to speak, I guess. Um, so like as someone who's, you know, kind of like, uh, wrestled with seeing myself in a good light at times, it's nice to see these, these, you know, these, these characters that were bad guys now accepted as good guys and doing good things. Even you know, like, you know, one of my favorite episodes in the entire series is, is, um, Vegeta he gives himself over to Bobbity and, and Richard, you know, for time's sake, I'm not going to explain it to you. But he yeah, gives himself yeah. over to this, this mind control demon who's going to uh, empower him a little bit uh, by taking away his inhibitions, kind of like alcohol does, right? So he takes away Vegeta's inhibitions and, and encourages Vegeta to fight Goku, his lifelong rival. Um, and to the point that Vegeta, now a good guy, is massacring people, like killing people just to provoke Goku to fight him. If, if Goku fights him at this time, it would mean that that 
that that it would mean that the world is at stake. So so like Goku's trying to talk him out of it, but then he realizes Vegeta's just gonna keep killing people until until Goku fights him. So but later on, Vegeta sacrifices himself and blows himself up to save the planet. Uh, and when it's time and they that that when Vegeta's actions are counted up and he makes that sacrifice, he eventually gets the halo and he becomes counted as one of the good guys. The end of the series, you know, the series, you know, is about all these different characters and whatnot, but that character arc wrapping up with Vegeta getting the halo makes the most amount of sense to me and jumped out. I mean, that was one of my favorite parts of the series. Um, Vegeta getting the halo uh, against uh, Kid Buu when he's fighting Kid Buu. Uh, he has the halo, and you know that's it's just it, it tackles so many real life things in a way that didn't hide you from the fact that there's evil in the world, didn't hide you from the fact that we have to wrestle with evil in our own hearts, didn't hide you from the fact that um, that uh, if given the chance, uh, people are going to continue to do evil things, but we can make changes. It may be hard. Um, but a community of people are there to support you um, if you do that. So um, that's, that's, I, I love that. And I still love that to this day. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of my go-to with Dragon Ball Z. Rugrats didn't have that shit. You know, SpongeBob <laughs> didn't have that shit. You know, Rocket Power and all its awesomeness didn't have that shit. You know, Pokemon didn't have that shit. So like um, Dragon Ball Z just, it reinforced all that stuff. So, I don't know. What do you think, Will? Mm. Mm. It's interesting, Will. Yeah, we unmuted you, Will. For some reason, we can't hear you, though. Did you... Are you unmuted on your end? You're back on. You're back. Yeah. Can you hear me? It's getting loose. <laughs> Might be easiest to just unplug and use your phone. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear yes. you now. Sorry, I guess that refurbished headset, there's something wrong with it. I, I loved everything you said, Zach. I'm, <clears throat> that's awesome, man. Uh, yeah, I agree. There wasn't a whole lot back then um, that, you know, really uh, had those kind of stakes and spoke to kids like that. Not on TV that I remember anyway. Yep. Well, cool guys. Um, got about sorry, I muted you again there. Well, I guess we got a little bit of feedback again. Apologies for some of the technical difficulties, guys. We'll uh, that's just something we run into when we're coordinating a lot of stuff with this. But I, I think we got some some really good content here, really good discussion. Just enjoyed like hearing two of my friends talk about something that that they really enjoy. Um, I think just individually, I don't think I've talk to either of you a lot about dragon ball z like i like i knew that you liked it zach i knew your brother liked it and uh and i and i assumed that you liked it as well will but i don't know we'd ever had a conversation so this is cool this i've gotten to know you guys a little bit better which i i love that and um but yeah man thanks for thanks for coming on and uh, like we've discussed we'll have to have you on again sometime uh, a couple possibilities like maybe magic the gathering a uh, game you used Hell to yeah. play a lot 
maybe come on and uh, geek out about that and uh, and maybe uh, come on and uh, do a rant uh, for Star Wars The Last Jedi <laughs> at some point. Zach hates that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like top five worst movies ever made. All that right. Well, and, uh, hello, Mark. Yeah, we got about oh, 30 hey, Oh, yeah. We got about 30 seconds. Um, so, Zach, what's your last words to the to the nerds first off thanks a lot man for um for having me on and congratulations on hitting 200 downloads yeah Love thanks you, guys. you too bro peace peace will's making peace sign <laughs>this is cartoonist will and welcome to another japan jaunt on today's japan jaunt i've just got a couple of anime uh recommendations for y'all today now a few years ago i can't remember quite what year maybe 2018 uh zootopia was released by disney and i believe pixar and so if you like furry and funny animal characters uh anthros or the dreaded word furry that word is banned okay so, uh, jokes aside, if you like funny animal characters like I do, as a cartoonist that does Super Milo, a uh, little cat superhero, uh, and you like Zootopia, then I've, but you want to check out some anime, then I've got some anime for you today that is very similar to Zootopia, a little bit more adult though. Uh, first of all, we've got a uh, brand new animal, which is my per- personal favorite between these two recommendations. Now, Brand New Animal uh, follows Michiru and Nazuna, two uh, friends, girls, who uh, are humans until one day they wake up and find that they have gained the ability to transform into animal people like werewolves. Uh, In this universe, they're called Beastmen, and Beastmen have more or less existed uh, in secrecy alongside mankind for ages, but now there is a Beastman city in Japan uh, on an island in a bay or something uh, which is uh, a place for Beastmen to escape, to be just with their own kind because there is a racism issue and no, we don't really play too heavy into this during the series it's more of an more of an all-ages series closer to it I'd say maybe young teen um, so we're not going to get too deep into the philosophy of this show but the colors are great the animation is great the, the beginning and end song is great especially for me the beginning song I actually had that as my ringtone for a while there on my phone um, did I mention the this anime is called Brand New Animal BNA? I might have forgot that. <laughs> I hope I didn't. <laughs> but anyway, so it follows uh, mostly Machiru. Uh, she comes to uh, Anima City uh, after she wakes up half animal one day um, with the ability to transform back and forth from animal to human girl. Uh, she basically gets chased out by people uh and so you've got that whole x-men thing there you know uh that's really cool i mean it doesn't go nearly as deep philosophically as some media might go but you know there's prejudice there between the humans and the beastmen um so she flees to the beastmen city seeking refuge 
where basically uh, she comes to understand and appreciate the Beastmen. Uh, and you would hope that the Beastmen would do the same. I'm not certain that that story arc is really resolved or come to fruition. So most, mostly, I guess, humans are mostly seen negative in this show. The Beastmen just exist and they're tired of being hated. Uh, so it's more about humans coming to understand their beastmen neighbors and to uh, to love them for who they are. So, uh, and I did catch up by watching a couple of reviews on YouTube because it's been so many years since I've been to this show. It's only one season. It's a very short season. Um, so I saw in the reviews that a lot of people didn't understand why the Machiru character... And the Nazuna character can shapeshift. Well, this is because they are yokai. Yes, uh, coming off of our last episode, uh, Michiru and Nazuna don't just turn into any animal. They turn into yokai animals. Uh, Michiru turns into a tanuki. And uh, Nazuna turns into a kutsune. A tanuki is kind of like a raccoon-looking dog in Japan. I believe they can climb trees. Uh, but they're not raccoons. They're actually canines. Uh, likewise, the kitsune is a fox, a type of canine. But uh, in Japanese folklore, these two animals have the ability to shapeshift, uh, giving both of them unique powers that set them up to be kind of be like superheroes of the city or something. I don't want to give up, give away any spoilers. Uh, Michiru uh, works with Shiro, who is very quickly revealed to be secretly this legendary beast man he's basically immortal and can't die he's got like a curse on him or something um and the plot of the show is that uh something bad is happening happening in anima city uh the animals are starting to rage out kind of like in zootopia where you've got that that thing where the carnivores are starting to uh freak out uh and go bestial well you know that same thing's happening in beast man anyway i love the show and i do recommend it and there was a similar show like it called beast star that um and beast star was definitely for older teens or adults um and it, it does get a lot deeper more philosophical and uh i can really appreciate those points but for me you know i'm more of an most ages kind of guy um I uh, didn't like the rabbit characters, the white rabbit characters' um, backstory, but that you know that's only because you know for me that was a little much personally. Uh, not really the kind of content I want to watch personally, but you know, real people out there they do struggle with certain things about themselves and whatnot. So that was sad to hear that about the rabbit character, but no spoilers. <clears throat> I'm just saying that this isn't a show that. I would necessarily recommend for everyone um, if you can take sexual content. I mean, they're animals. There's no human nudity in the show, just to let you know. But still, uh, there is sexual content in the show. Um, and, and there are certain parts of the show that's just great and wonderful. It's about, like Zootopia, it's about carnivores and vegetarian animals uh, coexisting together. Uh, the, our main character is a wolf, uh, and, and I reviewed BNA, Brand New Animal, or I didn't watch any videos to catch up on Beastar, um, 
I think I can remember its plot a bit better, but, uh, so forgive me, I can't remember the character names right now, but so, our wolf character, Leon, I think, I could be wrong, maybe it's not Leon, but, uh, he basically falls in love with the white rabbit, but he's afraid, he doesn't know if he really loves her, or if he's, it's just his carnivore instincts that want to eat her and devour her. Uh, there are animals, carnivores, that do go rage bestial, just like Zootopia, just like BNA. So, you know, these three shows, they all came out around the... I mean, two shows and a movie came out around the same time. I don't know if they influenced one another. I don't know if Japanese people were like, Oh, hey, Zootopia came out. It's good. Let's jump on the bandwagon and make money. I, I don't really know why these uh, shows came out around the same time, but I recommend all three for different uh, audiences. Uh, I think BNA uh, might not be as deep or philosophical as Zootopia or Beastar, but um, I definitely rec recommend BNA. It's a really fun romp. It's for most ages. I'd say young teen. Uh, for parents out there, you know... Uh, you know, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I was just going to say, you know, review things. I'm not saying B-Star is for kids. Anyway, so B-Star, uh, just because I mentioned it, let's talk about the plot a little bit. Uh, a little bit more. Uh, the animals are trying to become the B-Star, uh, which is basically a star of a theatrical, theatrical world. Uh, they're all in high school. Uh, it revolves around them working on a stage play but obviously we also have the whole Zootopia carnivores don't get along with herbivores and and they're gonna eat each other thing and can we survive and there are you know it definitely goes it's more mature than Zootopia definitely more philosophical than Zootopia definitely so if you really like Zootopia but you thought well that's just too kiddie for me then Beastar might be for you anyway we have once again uh well ran over our time, so I'm going to say sayonara for this week's Japan Jaunt. Just as a conclusion overview, check out B-Star and BNA, that's Brand New Animal. Um, BNA for most ages and B-Star only for adults or older teens. Anyway, y'all take care and we'll see you next time. Bye! There I was, sitting in a comfy recliner, beer in one hand, popcorn in the other. Will was sitting by my side. Together, we were eagerly awaiting the opening night showing of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness to begin, when what should come on the screen? Ten-foot-tall blue aliens prancing across a sky bridge, massive bows in hand. It's about damn time, I blurted out. It's only been 13 years. Yes, dear nerds, the Avatar 2 teaser trailer is finally here, and I am simultaneously excited and disappointed. Excited that the film finally, finally has a release date. Disappointed that it took 13 long years for us to get here. Mr. Cameron, the wait had better be worth it. No pressure, by the way. Your first film only made $2.8 billion at the box office, so, you know, you need to at least clear $3 billion. Seriously, though, 
I loved the first Avatar film. Yeah, yeah, I know, the villains were two-dimensional characters, the plot was stolen from Fern Gully, or was it Pocahontas? And try as we might, none of us nerds could catch a glimpse of a Navi areola. But that movie still rocked our collective world, did it not? I was supposed to see it in IMAX with friends, but I couldn't wait and went to see it in real D 3D because it was the only showtime I could make it to that day. Then I went to see it again, this time in IMAX 3D, and I was blown away. Then I went to see it two more times that summer, and I would have seen it when it re-released the following summer, but I missed it. You get the idea though, right? I loved it. Avatar was the kind of film that was meant for the theater. It might have been the first movie which was designed and filmed with IMAX 3D in mind. I don't think I've had an experience in the theater since then which could come close. Maybe Avengers Infinity War, but that's it. So, I've been waiting, and waiting, and waiting for the sequel, and I am excited. One of the elements of the first film I loved was the close connection to nature which the Na'vi demonstrated. They had evolved a truly symbiotic relationship to their planet. Their way of life is something we humans have lost, it seems. Experiencing Pandora in all its glory in IMAX 3D immersed me in the world of the Na'vi. It brought the idea of pantheism to life for me in a way that seemed almost illicit at the time. Rather than an all-powerful humanoid god ruling from a throne way up in the sky, separate from his creation, Ewa was literally a living, sentient organism made up of all life on the planet. As the head biologist, Grace, attempts to explain to one of the villains, the network of tree roots under Pandora's surface had more connections with each other than the human brain. A sentient forest. How could someone not be amazed by that? In my opinion, we increasingly urbanized Homo sapiens need to be reminded of our connection to this planet. We are not the most important organisms on this third rock from the sun. No, we are only one species among millions, and we have for too long arrogantly assumed that we have a right to exercise dominion over this world. We have no more right to that than any other species. Just because we can dominate others does not mean that we should. So, let's do everything in our power, including making more gorgeous, immersive films like Avatar was, and I expect Avatar 2 to be, to deepen our connection to this planet. Maybe someday, before it's too late, we can learn to live in harmony with our world. Are you ready? Let's begin today. <laughs>